technological advancements, European influences, and a deep societal need to shake that ass created the perfect breeding ground for the explosion of dance music in the 1990s. From dance club floors to wedding receptions, dance music was everywhere at the end of the 20th century, with some of the biggest hits even crossing over into mainstream radio. Now, 30 plus years later, the great pop culture debate wants to put its hands up and determine the best 90s dance hit of all time. Hello, I would like to speak to the manager of Crystal Waters. The love that I purchased was not, in fact, 100%. It was quite filthy. I'm your host, Eric Resniak. Please help me welcome my Club Kids panelists for this episode. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anybody else with more groove in their heart. It's the Patreon sponsor for this episode, Derek Makita. Ooh, Eric, just a touch of love is all I need. Well, you know what they say, Derek, a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the Valtrex prescription. (laughs) In English, he's the one they call mouth. In France, he's la bouche. Please welcome back Dr. Ryan Andresiglio. Hey, I want a vila scalopini. In this place, we only serve tongue. You boys like tongue? We're missing uh, references, but we are. Appreciate it's that. fine. And just so everybody knows, his doctorate is in fact in sick beats. And finally, she bam, is bam, a Barbie bam, bam, girl. Bam. <laughs> she she is a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Please welcome Sandy Chanfloni to the podcast. Oh, thank you. I'll take the house in Malibu, but sorry, Ken, I prefer my men with anatomical parts. I believe every single member of this panel concurs with that statement, Sandy, so welcome. And up at the producer booth, we have Curtis Creekmore waving his arms in the air as though he does not care. Now, in the interest of time, we're going to skip the preamble, which you can now find in a bonus primer on our feed. But do head to greatpopculturedebate.com and find the listener bracket for this episode so you can play along with us at home. While you're there, you can also find a playlist featuring all 16 of the songs on the bracket, as well as some additional 90s dance picks from our panelists. I think it's probably a great idea while you're listening into this to stop during the arguments listen to the songs we're discussing and then continue on so that you can actually hear what we're referencing and with that out of the way let's report to our first shift at the cnc music factory and move on to these debates first it's a unanimous victory for ultimate number one seed rhythm as a dancer by snap which gave four seed gina g's ooh ah just a little bit absolutely no chance of survival next the majority of the panel is preemptively applying antiperspirant as they push for two seed gonna make you sweat by cnc music factory to advance but i think that three seed groove is in the heart by delight is the lovely and delicious derek let the rhythm take control let your body move you to defend sweat i'm gonna dance and have some fun defending groove i will go first so um i'm on the outs here i understand that i actually do think this is a great song so um it is the definition of infectious every element Mm -hmm. of this song is scientifically engineered to burrow into your brain and activate your ass the non-stop tambourine line that funky bass a (laughs) slide whistle ladies and gentlemen (laughs) and it's so well deployed It's, it's brilliant lyrically it's one of the more complex songs we have on the list like it has an actual verse as well as a chorus and it even has a terrific mm-hmm. rap break in the middle mm-hmm. is it a bop is it a banger we did not have such definitions in the 90s <laughs> it's just fucking great this is one of the songs on the list that had greater appreciation fire outside dance clubs as it was on regular rotation on mtv and mainstream radio depending on your personal rubric that could help or hurt it here but this 70s throwback new disco number was very much a part of the 90s musical stew and i think it is quintessentially of its time while heavens heavily referencing the past and in summation, I'd just like to say, 
dig. Um, have <laughs> I changed anyone's opinion here? I'm going to start with Derek. Are you sticking with uh, what is it up against? Snaps uh, rhythm? No, no going to make you sweat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, you haven't changed my mind. But I, I do love Delight, and that music video is everything. It, really it is. is. Yeah. Uh, Sandy, are you sticking with CNC Music Factory here? Oh, I'm sticking with CNC, friend. Yep. I figured. Ryan? Uh, yeah, with, with CNC, though I would add um, Robbie Rob's Bariqua Anthem is probably my preferred CNC track. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, and so we can have Ryan save his argument till next round because I'm not going to win here. Is that cool with you, Ryan? Sure. Yeah, perfect. So we will be moving CNC Music Factory into round two. Next, in another unanimous victory, one seed Be My Lover by LaBouche kissed off four seed Venga Boys. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, Venga Boys. <laughs> two songs. Two songs. I want you Still in my room. True. Yeah. Um, so, I'm not into it. Next, three quarters <laughs> of the panel. One's two seed Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch to keep pounding away with good vibrations. But Dr. Ryan wants three seed Daft Punk to be his travel companion so he goes around the world. Sandy, come on, come on. See if your arguments for good vibrations can swing it to you unanimous victory. Ryan, get out your passport and rep for Daft Punk and world. I'm going to have Ryan go first here. Uh, sure thing. Um... This track and I would say the uh, uh, the larger um, catalog for Daft Punk, I would say, is uh, quintessential to this era and mm -hmm. uh, to EDM and its evolution in general. Uh, they've they're they're still producing uh, you know music up, up until just very recently. Um, Random Access Memories was uh, a fantastic record. Mm -hmm. um, the use of uh, that vocoded robot voice uh, was also groundbreaking at the time and is uh, still uh, very much uh, used today. Uh, and this Around the World track has a lot of, uh, and this is you know maybe a, a, one of the criticism against it, uh, it can be a little bit uh, repetitive. But if, mm -hmm. if you imagine the, the type of venue and the type of context in which this song would have been Making the, and dance the amount of E you were on, <laughs> the amount of MDMA <laughs> yeah, you were consuming, exactly. indeed. Um, you were up in the front, you were in front of the subwoofers, the bass from this track was just blowing your face off. Mm -hmm. And so the repetition just kind of tranced you into that groove, so it, it fit that kind of musical purpose. Yeah, you're not wrong. And I, I think Sandy's point is well taken that um, it, it is a song that almost requires drugs. Um, but <laughs> yes, uh, Sandy, why don't you talk to us about Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? Yeah. Okay. Well, first, first of all, let's talk about Mark Wahlberg. No shirt on. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're going there first, I see. Oh, we're, okay, going sure. first. we're going there first. I know, I know, we're going there first. But but beyond that, I mean, we're talking about apples and oranges here. If we're really comparing yeah. these two songs, right? We're talking about Daft Punk, which I think carries us into the early 2000s mm -hmm. club scene, where we're talking about Marky Mark bringing us out of the 1980s club scene and and 
you know, grappling with that, um, I don't really know what we are, 1990s crowd, or things. I think we, it's so hard to compare these two songs. I think Ryan makes some really valid points, but if we're talking about the 1990s mm. and we're talking about the birth of 90, the 90s dancing, we, we cannot have a conversation about this without Marky Mark. You yeah. just can't. You yeah. just can't. The piano that like this is 1991, folks. Like we we just can't have that conversation without him. So yeah. or that's why that's why he deserves his his place in the sun. And, and abs for days. Derek, where are you on this one? So I'm still with Good Vibrations. Um, I take nothing away from Around the World. It is a fantastic track from the 90s. Um, but as Eric likes to point out, there are almost two different decades going on in the 90s here mm. you have early 90s dance music and then you know where we're sliding into um more techno more experimentation more um more songs that don't have vocals and for more me MDMA. like it, well, and yes but like also the music of the early 90s was very vocal heavy and very vocal forward so to me that's what defines an, an early 90s dance track so for me i think it's still good vibrations and let me ask you a question derek do you think though that like the differentiation between the early 90s and the late 90s is more of the vibe like i feel like songs in the early 80s still needed like the hook yeah. and the chorus whereas yeah. with like the later 90s you you sort of had this the trans scene coming out and things like that and yeah. so i mean there, you're bringing up a very good point and eric uh and and actually ryan touched on it before where there are a lot of songs that we think of as more purely club that mm -hmm. didn't make it into the brackets and and it's because they didn't have more mainstream radio play outside of you know main urban centers like new york and that's you know why we heard it all on radio true um so you have to think about the people who are voting in on these polls they don't yeah. they haven't heard some of these songs that we put on the polls and that's mm -hmm. unfortunate and we're gonna have a playlist for you go to that playlist listen to it you're you'll <laughs> mind will be blown yep agree with that um so my thing in this is that uh as much as i love daft punk um around the world is not my favorite song by them i do agree with the argument that it is a gateway into the 2000s music more than i think it's emblematic of 90s i do not detract in any way from daft punk's critical importance to the EDM scene. But I don't think that is necessarily the topic at hand. Um, and in terms of which is a more 90s song, I, for that reason, I give it to Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. It also has, and I, I don't know if we're going to be able to talk about this in the next round, the Lolita Holloway sample, which oh, yes. sampling yes. the 70s disco in the 90s music was a critical component of that decade. Yes. And in my opinion, that's one of the best all-time samples of a song that people need to know the original. I love Love Sensation. Um, so anyway, all that being said, we will be advancing Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch into round two. Next, the majority of the panel wants to put a ring on One Seed Corona and the Rhythm of the Night, but I am saying, ah, snap, literally, as I want Four Seed Snap and the power to continue into round two. Ryan, why does Corona's rhythm still get you? I will make like He-Man as I say, I've got the power. I'll go first. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to win this. That's fine. But this is more of a vote against Rhythm of the Night than it is a vote for the power. Um, honestly, Rhythm of the Night has never done anything for me. Hmm. It is a pretty low-key. Seriously, wow. I find it very low-key wow. for a 90s dance song. I find the backing tracks to be fairly generic, the vocals to be blasé, and the song structure to be so flat that it's very much a her 
situation for me. Um, The power, on the other hand, immediately puts you in a headlock with that aggressive industrial sample that that sounds like people banging it out. But but anyway, it doesn't let you go. This song has layers. You've got those soulful vocals by Penny Ford, the catchy, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of hectic, rap Mm -hmm. long. It drives, it has a cooler feel to it than many of the songs on this list. I actually think it's great. And it's one of the oldest on this list coming in in 1990. Mm -hmm. I understand we already have one much more popular snap song on this list, but honestly, between these two songs, it's no contest for me. That being said, Ryan, talk to me about why I should like the rhythm of the night because right now it it, it escapes me. So it's interesting that you brought up um, the structure of the track because actually one of my favorite aspects, at least of um, the standard radio edit version of this track is that it starts not with that like heavy backbeat synth uh, uh, tracking and it it starts actually a cappella. So you get the vocals first. And why this is significant is it makes the track more DJ friendly. If you're working a room, you're, it's an interesting way to make a transition by having an a cappella vocal of a track come in on top of the previous track's baseline mm-hmm. or outro. And so built into the structure of the song, I think is a, a really interesting um, way for DJs to get a crowd moving with it. Uh, the, the, the chorus, the vocals here are, are quintessential signature. They're very singable and the, mm-hmm. the beat is just very danceable in any room that I can remember being in where, where this, original track or remix of this track i i'm on the dance floor and you're specifically talking about the rhythm of the night yes <laughs> yes uh sandy we forgot i just, just wanted to make sure just to be clear this <laughs> is <laughs> the rhythm of the night the rhythm of the night sandy where are you on this one <clears throat> i'm going with snap every day every day Ooh, yeah right. I, i'm going with really? snap i the yeah no the rhythm of the night's great and it does have have this way about it but i feel like if we're talking about we have to keep going back to what we're actually talking about and we're talking about the best 90s dance track and i still feel like like and i we we talked about this a little bit earlier i think off air but you know, this it has this jock jams quality to it mm. to some extent. And Snap, I, I, I honestly, when I started filling out this bracket, I was like, oh, my God, Snap has to, like, make it up there. <laughs> and so I'm going with Snap. Derek, where are you? Yes. So this is not my preferred Snap track. Um, and you also lost me at jock jams. So I'm going to stick with the rest of the night. I so, love that CD. I <laughs> I have all of them. There's it was still, in my, it, my Eclipse in my convertible. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, God. It, it does not surprise me at all that Ryan Andrasiglio had all the Jock Jam CDs. Mm. That actually completely makes sense. <laughs> yeah, most of these tracks I still have either on CD or mixtape. Yeah. I bet that you do. Um, so we are tied right now. And the way we work on mini-sodes with ties is that we go around and have tiebreakers. Derek, as the Patreon sponsor for this episode, you would be the first tiebreaker. Are you giving it to the rhythm of the night i am and i don't feel bad about it because there is another snap track on here and it is actually the superior one so let's move forward 
expected. <laughs> Next, the majority of the panel wants to go back to the middle and around again with two seed 100% Pure Love by Crystal Waters. But Derek wants one more night at the Roxbury with three seed What is Love by Hathaway. Sandy, it's 12 past midnight. Be our answer, be our wish, and push for Pure Love to succeed. Derek, don't hurt me no more in your defense of Hathaway. I'm going to have Derek go first. So I realize I'm in the minority here with wanting to push forward What is Love. But let's be very clear. This song was and continues to be a cultural touchstone. Um, it is one of only two hits by Hathaway, um, though you could be forgiven for forgetting Rock My Heart because it didn't see anywhere near as much airplay. Um, it was actually produced by a German husband and wife duo with vocals by Trinidadian vocalist Nestor Alexander Hathaway. Um, it hit number one in 13 different countries and number 11 here on the Billboard Hot 100. Um I've read a few reviews comparing it to Seals Crazy, which is sort of like contemporaneous mm. of the time. But the reality is it's that it's really got its own unique sound. Um, it's got that soaring female vocal part, um, which was just a generic sample, totally uncredited. No one knows who it was. Um, it's a total banger from the golden age of house music. And I think hold its own against Crystal Waters in this matchup. But do I think it holds up to modern listening in the same way as 100% pure love. No, but I also don't think that we can have a conversation about nineties dance music without having a conversation about Hadway. Sure. No, that's a great point. Sandy, mm -hmm. talk to us about 100% pure love. Oh, I didn't realize I was going up against my brother, but <laughs> not, first of all, not the, not the iconic crystal water song, right? Gypsy woman is the iconic, crystal water song it's been sampled over and over again but 100 pure love is like the antithesis of like her like top billboard um and and I'm, i realize i'm just going on like you know popular vote here with that but um it just to me is it encompasses who she was as an artist at that time. Also, fun fact, she was from Jersey. I still mm. have no idea where in Jersey mm. this <laughs> this uh, Deptford Township, New Jersey, and I'm going to get like hate mail after this now. If anybody can tell me where that is, listen, please. If, it's in, if it's in South Jersey, you're not going to get hate mail because those people don't have email yet. Oh, yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Just that's so you know, direct all all correspondence to Derek Makita. Thank you. <laughs> um, um, but no, I just, I, first of all, Crystal Waters has to be on this list, mm. period. End of story. Like, I get where you're, what you're saying about Hathaway, but Hathaway was like, a, I'm sorry, Saturday Night Live really put Hathaway sure. on the map. Okay. That mm. was, that was it. Mm -hmm. For me, Crystal Waters, she just, she just signified the like mid nineties dance vocalist that like I, you even hear in the Whitney Houston, um, it's not right, but it's okay. Like mm. you sort of heal, hear the similarities that are pulled from her music. And so for that reason by itself, other than the New Jersey reason that I know that I'm going to get hate mail for, um, she, she deserves to move forward. Ryan, where are you on this one? Yeah, I, I agree. I'm going with Crystal Waters here. Uh, that Hadaway track for that SNL reason is is exactly the the reason why this is actually even perhaps more a vote against Hadaway. Uh, that skit uh, is is worth a rewatch for our listeners to get kind of the subtext there. Uh, I found it to be a little homophobic. I found it to be a little. Um, 
cutting against the underground club scene uh, in a way that was like almost mocking. Uh, and so for that reason, that track for me is associated with, you know, not so good vibes. Um, I'm glad we talked about Hadaway for this. I agree with Derek's point that we can't not talk about this song with a 90s dance topic. But Crystal Waters, 100% Pure Love is, it's pussy, bitch. Like that song <laughs> is, it, it, it is, it is. And we're going to get more into that next round because 100% cure, pure, cure love, 100% pure love is continuing into round two. Next, it's another unanimous victory, this time for One Seed Vogue by Madonna, which shut down Four Seed We Like to Party by the Vanga Boys. Goodbye, Vanga Boys! He read it onto the bracket two times and both out in unanimous decisions in round one. We love to see it. Finally in round one, it's, well, finally, the Two Seed CC Peniston song, which is currently deadlocked against Three Seed Show Me Love by Robin S. Sandy, explain why finally should still be happening to us in round two. Ryan, words are so easy to say. Ooh, you've got to show us why show me love should advance i'm going to have ryan oh go God. first <laughs> that, that was an excellent rendition i have to think wasn't it almost like robin Ooh. s came down and inhabited my body in that yes. moment you were yes, channeling like you were it. channeling her spirit <laughs> yep uh yeah no I, I just love this track i have such good nostalgia for mm. it uh it has a sick uh bass beat that synth is uh infectious uh, and it's uh, it was uh, actually sampled pretty recently. Jason Derulo in the single "Don't Want to Go Home," uh, twenty eleven, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. samples this track. There's also I've read uh, Kid Ink sampled it in twenty thirteen oh in his single. I don't know what that is. Show me. Is I I don't know. I don't know what that is either. Is it Kids Bop? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> is it Kids? Bop? I don't yeah. know. I don't. I, I'm. I'm really not sure. Um, but yeah, this 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 is one of my favorites. Interesting. I, I say interesting because I, I've. Like, this is another one of those songs where I was just like, her. But Sandy, talk to oh, me about finally. No. No. Okay. Wait. 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 Let's time out for a second. Derek is like about to like pass out. So <laughs> first, first of all, I will say that "Show Me Love" was one of my favorite single albums of all time. Of all the, the single album was excellent. Just the remixes that were on the album, it was excellent. Okay. But listen, if you cannot cabbage patch your way out of this, finally, <laughs> I'm sorry, you are not in the 90s dance scene. I mean, I, and honestly, I want to send you guys this picture of her from like 2012. She's gorgeous. Mm. She she was a former beauty queen. I get that. But she is amazing. Um, um, are finally, we talking well, about CeCe like, Peniston or are we talking about the song? I'm sorry. I'm so, ooh. <laughs> no, ooh. This is why I love to have siblings uh, on the podcast. <laughs> because no one is more months. savage to you. Nobody is more savage I, to you does than not, your Yeah, he does not care about my feelings. Anyway. <laughs> Um, um, no, but she, she, she was behind so many different other songs. I think I'm going to lose this battle. I, I can see all over your faces, guys. Oh. I don't think you are because I think you're probably, but Derek, where are you on this one? So, um, spoiler alert, show me love, um, is actually my victor in the final. Ah. So I got a lot to lose here and, um, I got a whole mess of facts for Show Me Love. Um, but what it really comes down to is pop culture cachet for me. Um, 
Beyonce's uh, Break My Soul was inspired by this track. Um, the sound is so specific to this track that she had to actually come out and credit the song, even though it's not like an exact sample. Um, I doubt that we would get half the stuff on that Renaissance album were it not for this song hmm. in particular. So I'm sticking with Show Me Love. Okay, so Huge Sandy, I, I will say this. I was 100% because I'll be the tiebreaker here if I was voting for uh, um, finally, right? Because we'd be split. Knowing that it is the Patreon sponsor's choice. I cannot in good conscience knock it out in round one. But I'm just going to say this quickly because I know we're running over on this particular debate. I can see producer Curtis burrowing his eyes into my soul. Um, if you have not listened to the 16-inch mix of Finally by CC Peniston, go look it up on Spotify. It is spectacular it's like five yeah. plus minute it is c-u-n-t like you can't listen to this and not be like feeling every one of your oats it's so good um it is featured prominently in priscilla queen of the desert mm -hmm. it has its own pop culture cachet mm -hmm. i think it is the better of the two songs i cannot in good conscience <laughs> knock the patreon sponsors <laughs> ultimate pick out in round one i can't do it i'm sorry sandy so we will be moving Show me love into round two. And that's it for round one. We're going to take a quick break to pump up the jam, specifically marmalade. And we'll be right back after these messages. $5 can't buy you much these days. In the 90s, a Big Mac extra value meal rang in at $4.59. Today, the same meal will cost you $7.89 and leave you filled with regret. You know who would never do that to you? The great pop culture debate. For just $5 a month, our Patreon supporters gain access to a treasure trove of unaired content, like those secret fries at the bottom of the bag. So if you're hungry for some delicious pop culture content, pass on the Big Mac and head to greatpopculturedebate.com to become a Patreon supporter today. Aw, now I'm hungry. And we're back for round two of our best 90s dance hit debate. Before we get to the Elite Eight, I want our panelists to share their social media, what else they're working on, and how they first got introduced to 90s dance music. Derek, our Patreon sponsor, where can people find you? What are you working on? And how did you get into this topic? Yes, you can find me on Instagram and threads at DRKMKT. Um, I was a very gay little boy in the early 90s, um, and as part of my mother's attempt to get my sister and I into the same activity at the same time with one single drop-off or as close to it, uh, we were both in dance school at the same time. Yes, God. So um, for me, it was tap and jazz, and I had mm -hmm. the best jazz class teacher in the world. Shout out Miss Ginny. Don't know where you are now, but um, she played the best 90s dance music for our songs that we used to practice too. So mm. that's how I got into it and it's stuck. I don't think there's any better gateway drug into gayness than tap class as a child, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, it's just basically a direct pipeline. So thank you. Thank I you to the, the Sue Cropper School of Dance in Lafayette, New York. <laughs> um, actually, no, they would never let me go because I was too gay. Um, thank you, Derek. And thank you again for sponsoring this episode. It's been a My lot pleasure. of fun. Uh, Dr. Ryan, uh, do you want to share your socials? Um, Dr. Ryan doesn't have any socials, <laughs> he but you will uh, give a shout out plug to uh, someone who does. Uh, there's a DJ, Matt Effect. Uh, you can find him on SoundCloud. We were recently at a party and he was uh, DJing and he was spinning all of my favorite 90s tracks that did not make this bracket. So shout out to him. Big thanks. <laughs> Big thanks. Great. And how did you get into 90s dance music? Uh, 
KTU 1035. Mm-hmm. And back then it, the, the, the tagline was that it was the new KTU. And that lasted for maybe a decade or more. All right. And Sandy, uh, socials, what else you're working on and how did you also get into it through tap dance? <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously. Um, so uh, my social, you can find me on Instagram at S-A-N-D-I-E-E-Y because no one knows how to spell my name <laughs> at all. Um, but how, do, how did I really get into 90s dance music um, is through my brother, through Aww. Derek. Um, I know, I know this was going to be the heartwarming <laughs> version of this, but let's be honest, we were drinking our Mike's Hard Lemonade and we were oh, driving around in the Jetta and, oh, you know, doing the all days. the bad things. And, um, um, you know, honestly, that 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 time frame. In, I mean, Derek and I grew up with music, and mm. um, I could not think of a better person um, closest to my age to introduce me to a whole different world of excitement and um, vibes uh, than my brother. So I'm I'm so happy he asked me to be on this podcast. Yes, and just to be so. clear, this was our music. My parents hated this music. So sure, yes. That, yeah, it was all awesome. the more reason to love it. <laughs> yeah. As is the right of every 90s teenager to have music that their parents hated. So um, thank you, guys. That was really sweet. This is like the most wholesome thing that we've probably ever had on the podcast so thank you for that moment i really do appreciate it you need me to say fuck right now because i, I can make it less wholesome i can bring it down i, I was can gonna bring make, it down i was gonna make a whole joke but that'll t- that'll do it that'll break the tension so thank you very much um, and you can find me at eric resniak on twitter and instagram i'm trying to get off of twitter it's, it's hard to break the habit um or just message at great pop culture debate on instagram or tiktok or at gpcd on mastodon uh how did i get into 90s dance music i really only was able to get what was available on our radio stations in upstate new york uh spoiler it wasn't a lot and then what they played on mtv that was literally mm-hmm. the only pipeline i had in mm-hmm. a cow town you know sure. south of syracuse so a lot of it came to me and and uh, you know i mentioned priscilla but like movies like priscilla movies like um the birdcage etc mm-hmm. also kind of introduced me to these types of songs so uh very grateful for those with that being said let's drop that beat and move into round two the majority of the panel wants to keep the beat with one seed rhythm as a dancer by snap but sandy thinks everyone needs to dance now by pushing two seed gonna make you sweat by cnc music factory sandy give me the music why should sweat make it to the final four derek why does dancer remain a source of pleasure i'll have sandy go first uh oh my gosh oh, oh <laughs> this yeah. was this was a tough one but cnc music factory is like and I know we're going to talk about it later, but it is the LaBouche of like, if you're thinking of nineties dance music, you're thinking of CNC music factory. I just remember the CD covers. I remember the sequence for Christ's sake. Like I remember <laughs> so much of it. <laughs> going to make you sweat was like, I mean, it will make you shake your booty and that is what <laughs> 90s dance music was about and so for me i, I i'm gonna go I'm, I'm gonna go a little against you there Derek. but but cnc needs to be in there again you if you can cabbage patch to it you, it's in for me it's in. <laughs> the important cabbage pat metric that's that's an I, important I, part I, of the it's a sliding scale mm-hmm. it's a sliding sure. scale but yes 
Yes. Excellent. Thank you. Derek, talk to me about Rhythm as a Dancer by Snap. Yes. Well, before I go into that, um, shout out to Martha Wash because um, she provided the vocals, um, the the iconic, everybody dance now. Um, Iconic. um, And for those who don't know, Martha Wash has a long, long history in dance music because um, she was famous for being one half of Two Tons of Fun, who, mm-hmm. as we all know, recorded It's Raining Men. So uh, shout as out to the Mark- Weather Girls. They became the Weather, weather Girls. She was yes. one ton. Got it. She, she was she one was ton of fun. fun. Yes. Um, but I'm here to talk about Rhythm as a Dancer, which uh, for me is the iconic snap track. I don't mind showing my cards here. The top two 90s dance hits for me will always be Show Me Love by Robin S. And Rhythm as a Dancer by Snap. It's got grit. It's thumping. And the sound it delivers is just iconically 90s house. It's almost got a spiritual quality to it. Um, Oddly enough, it wasn't until Snap tested out this song in clubs that they decided to release it as a single. It was a huge hit, um, eventually reaching number five on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the Dance Club songs. Um, It's not complicated. It beckons you to dance. And that's the hallmark of a true 90s dance hit. In its simplicity, one can almost compare it to Donna Summer's legendary dance hit, I Feel Love. Ooh, he went there. All right. Mm. Ryan, where are you on this one? I think I'm sticking with Rhythm as a Dancer for all the reasons that uh, Derek mentioned. It's got a uh, sick bass beat. It's got great resonance, lots of reverb in the vocals. It's mm-hmm. It just has a very big sound. I'm very torn on this one. I'll be, I'll be candid about that because I think they're both excellent songs. This also could be a final two. Um, I think CNC doesn't get enough credit for the lyrics in this song. Yes. Trying to get a nut to move your butt is a great line. <laughs> it's a great line. How um, can you pass that up? I know, I know. And the Martha Wash of it all has to, like, as, as Derek mentioned, she sued the shit out of these people yes, she because did. they did not credit her properly when it was released. And they put someone else in the video who was a skinny, beautiful woman. And She's like, they're making it look like that girl is singing my music, and, and she's that not. Used to happen all the time. It really all did. the time. All and the time. That was a huge '90s thing. Yeah. Yep. So that's. A, but I, my gut, when listening to these songs, was to go with rhythm as, rhythm as a dancer. And I'll tell you, part of the problem is, gonna make you sweat is the title of the song but mm. if it was called everybody dance now yes. i feel like that would immediately connect yes. to me but like that is part of my issue gonna make that you sweat the, that may be the parenthetical title i'm it not, could I'm be. not it could be yeah. it is it is yeah. but, but at the same time like connect. yeah I think the '90s '90s dance music had a lot of parenthetical titles. I think yeah, that was like did, a yes. caveat of like I don't know. I, I this was just something that we 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 observed going through this. But and sometimes yeah. it had to. Nobody knows that that song is called Gypsy Woman. They all just call it She's Homeless. She's homeless. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But all that being said, I think I am going to throw my vote here to Rhythm as a Dancer, and so it will advance into round three. But. Uh, we love CNC Music Factory. Next, it's a unanimous victory for One Seed Be My Lover by LaBouche, which gave a wedgie to Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch and Two Seed Good Vibrations. The panel is evenly split between Two Seed 100% Pure Love by Crystal Waters and One Seed The Rhythm of the Night by Corona. Ryan, why are you still on the night shift? I will take a refreshing dip into the cool Crystal Waters to push for love. Ryan, you go first. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Rhythm of the Night here again. Uh, I, I think it's got a, a, a BPM that's in kind of that dance club sweet spot. It, it, it comes in at a 127.8. 
Um, and it's it's it just really works as a transitional track. There's so many ways to mix this in and to uh, have it be like the way you can move a crowd. You can really change the mood of a room uh, really easily uh, using this track. Um, I love that you're bringing the DJ science to this. That is something that none of the rest of us are. So that's a great uh, element to, to bring to the conversation. I will say from my strictly do I enjoy the songs or not, I still, I just, it does nothing for me. It never has. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas 100% Pure Love by Crystal Waters, girl. So <laughs> the drum line in this song is so hot. Crystal's vocals are so sultry. The chorus slaps. The bridge is almost hypnotic, building up these chained phrases on top of one another. It is a great strut in that ass song, and it just oozes sex. I just don't think Rhythm of the Night has ever been a lip sync on RuPaul's Drag Race. And this song produced one of the most legendary ones from recent seasons. While you can say that is not relevant, it speaks to the enduring legacy as well as the funkiness of 100% pure love. It is drag queen tested and Mother Rue approved. So with that being said, I'll take it to the votes. Sandy, where are you on this one? 100% pure love. Derek, where are you on this one? I am also with 100% pure love on this. Uh-oh, uh-oh, because I think someone must have swung there. Because initially I think I did. Split. Okay, so that means that 100% pure love by Crystal Waters is going into the final four. Ryan, will you ever forgive me? No, no, I think that's completely fair. I, I, I think this matchup is actually really good because it highlights uh, this um, discernment between purpose in music. I feel like... The Crystal Waters track being, I believe, don't don't quote me, I, I believe this is in a major key, whereas Rhythm of the Night is in a minor key. They have different mm. vibes to them and different purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Pure Love is like upbeat and happy and uh, bright, whereas Rhythm of the Night is like you're grinding on the dance floor. It's like yeah. a bit more underground of a vibe. You're right. Well, now you're making me want to give for the one that makes me grind <laughs> on the dance floor. I mean, Thanks, Ryan. It's a good time. <laughs> it is. No, I'm sticking with pure love here. Uh, so it will advance to the final floor. Finally, in round two, I believe that we have close to unanimous decision as three seed Show Me Love by Robin S appears to be more in fashion than one seed Vogue by Madonna. But I'd like to strike a pose and defend Vogue before we move forward. I think it's possibly controversial in this bracket because while it is a dance hit, it's really bigger than this genre. It is a seminal pop song of the 90s, and I suspect my fellow panelists wanted purely dance hits to make the final four. Is that correct? I heard Derek say yes. I see Ryan nodding his head. Sandy, was that where you were coming from too? Yes, absolutely. I just think that, I I mean, we can credit Madonna for 50 million other things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For some reason, this just felt right to not move her forward and and that's i completely get it and i'm fine but i do want to speak at least about vogue since it is uh, was unanimous decision around one when vogue was released in 1990 it was a literal sensation Mm -hmm. there had never been another song like it on pop radio at least that i can think of it was 
everywhere, which is especially impressive because it was released as the first single from the Dick Tracy soundtrack, I'm Breathless. It wasn't even a regular Madonna album. Mm -hmm. It was a film soundtrack. The song has, of course, sparked criticism in recent years with Madonna being accused of stealing the voguing art form from the LGBTQ ballroom scene. There's no point in denying it. Mm -hmm. However, I think we can also acknowledge at this point that if not for Vogue and also Paris is Burning, the documentary film, it's an art form that would never have been given any exposure to mainstream America. It just wouldn't. So it's very much a double-edged sword here. Mm -hmm. No other song on this list was a cultural movement in the way that Vogue was. Every young woman and gay boy in America knew the spoken word interlude to this song when it first came out. (laughs) You knew every single classic Hollywood name dropped, and it probably introduced many Gen Xers to half those actors. Again, no other song on this list had that kind of ubiquity, but I understand on a 90s dance hits bracket why we're like, as Sandy exactly pointed out, Madonna has had it. She has gotten her flowers. We need to give it to someone else who's not con- like literally touring the world right now with a celebration tour making billions of dollars. So who's Madonna? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Derek, you're sticking with Robin S. I am. Ryan, you're sticking with Robin S. Yes. Also, for for similar reasons to the the last round, where context is key here, Vogue is as above ground as you get. Whereas Show Me Love, I I, I think got a good amount of play in those clubs that were like three sub levels below street yeah. level. So yeah. it's it's a, a bit of a distinction there. Yeah, it's the type of of club that you can get a blowjob in the corner. That's that's <laughs> what Ryan is. is that, that is part of his rubric. Um, Sandy, you're sticking with Robin S here. I'm sticking with Robin S here. All right. So, so blowjobs in the corner advance to round four. <laughs> check, check, check. And with that, we are, uh, we are at our final four. We're going to take another quick break to strike a pose. We'll be right back after these messages. Do you suffer from FOMOphobia? That's the fear of missing out on important events that connect you to the world. You don't want to be the only person at work not talking about the most recent episode of the show everyone's dying to watch, right? Why not sign up for the Great Pop Culture Debate's free weekly newsletter? You'll get a curated list of upcoming releases in TV, music, film, and games, so you'll never be left out of the conversation. Avoid the FOMO. Head to greatpopculturedebate.com and subscribe today. And we are back with the final four of our best 90s dance hit debate. At this point in the show, I always like to take a step back and see if the F4 matches up with what I figured. Um, no, it does not. But we do have two seed, two one seeds, a two seed, and a three seed. It's Rhythm is a Dancer by Snap, a one seed, versus Be My Lover by LaBouche, a one seed, and 100% Pure Love by Crystal Waters, a two seed, versus Show Me Love by Robin S, a three seed. Uh, I know that, uh, Sandy, you said you were kind of surprised by this. Which is the part that's surprising you? The fact that Robin S is this far along blows my mind um, really? but i just <laughs> it does it does luke bush is like okay we'll get into it we'll get into it of okay sorry okay all right no well, you're good you're good i asked you for your well, opinion you gave it i know but you know what then my brother talks and i'm like okay i'm gonna <laughs> shut down now all right okay. you're good um T- Derek typical. Is the typical Derek. you're the patreon sponsor is this the final four that you had i'm curious uh it might be don't know oh. i know i don't i don't think i had labouche going this far oh wait maybe okay. i did yes wait. i did no i did yeah this is this is pretty much on on par with what i got sandy you wait. were gonna say something yeah because i but i literally never do brackets so i'm like 
who are the final four? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at this like this is calligraphy. I, that's I, I mean, no. Yeah. No. Okay. Ryan, are you? Is this about the final four that you expected? Uh, I got three out of the four. Okay, so you all yep. are doing better than I was, but that makes mm -hmm. sense because I was from Kicktown, and so <laughs> we only had dance music that made it onto mainstream radio. So let's strike it up. Uh, first up, it's Rhythm is a Dancer by Snap versus Be My Lover by Labouche. These are both one seeds. We're going to go around the horn for your vote. Derek, which one are you going with? I'm sticking with Rhythm is a Dancer. Uh, Ryan, where are you going with? It's a tough call, but I'm going with Labouche, Be My Lover. For me, it's like... Um proto amber sexual lida d sure. if you will yeah. uh it's got that high energy those iconic vocals take a drink and and be my lover also was a commercial breakout success it was number one on a horde of charts worldwide so it's got that um and it's uh under its belt as well great sandy where are you on this one i'm going labouche I mean, there is no contest, so. So um, Rhythm of the Dancer was our ultimate number one vote here. Um, I have to say, looking at these two songs, part of my rubric was the energy level, the intensity of these songs. And they're fairly even matched, but I find the vocals in Be My Lover have this passionate quality mm, to them, this aggressive. unbridled energy, this mm -hmm. sexuality to it. I can't even believe mm -hmm. I'm saying that. I'm <laughs> thinking about like 13-year-old Eric would be like, oh my God, calm down. You're <laughs> embarrassing me. Um, but like, I think that that particular song, it probably made me uncomfortable as a teenager because it is so inherently sexual. Sure. And um, that's why I, I choose to embarrass my teenage self. I'm giving it to, to LaBouche. Um, <laughs> so that will advance to our final two. Next, it's 100 100% Pure Love by Crystal Waters, a two seed versus Show Me Love by Robin S, three seed. We're going to start at the back of the order. Sandy, I have a suspicion where you're going here. Where are you voting? I'm going Crystal Waters. Ryan, yeah. where are you? Uh, I had Rhythm of the Night advancing in this slot, so this is a tough toss-up, but I think I'm going to stick with the Robin S track. Derek? I am sticking with Show Me Love. I figured you were. Um, so I'm 100% behind 100% pure love here. Um, that brings us to a tie. I believe at this point in the order, Ryan, is it your tiebreaker? <laughs> so are we going with Robin S? Oh, yes, we are. We're going with oh. that underground, dark, grindy bass beat. Blow drops in the corner. Sandy, I think... Corner. You and I can both be on the same wavelength here, that 100% Pure Love by Crystal Waters is that song that it, you're, you're feeling that puss deep down in your soul, right? Uh, deeply. Deeply. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Those two tracks have almost the exact same BPM. So note to self, I'm going to try to match it. those two together <laughs> later. There you go. There you go. All right. So we have a final two of Be My Lover by LaBouche versus Show Me Love by Robin. That's a three seed versus a one seed. The Cinderella story of the evening. Uh, I'm going to start right in the middle of the pack. Ryan, Be My Lover or Show Me Love? Uh, I love both of these tracks, but I, I, I got to stick with uh, LaBouche. All right. Sandy, where are you? Uh, one thousand percent, Labouche. Derek. 
I'm so disappointed in both of you. Um, <laughs> I mean, look at the Labouche catalog. No, I, I, I completely agree. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I think for me, it's that it comes down to um, Be My Lover is a very mid-90s dance track, whereas um, Show Me Love feels more in that early 90s vein. And that's just where my head is, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they're two years apart. Be My Lover is 95 and Show Me Love is 93. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. In- I hear you. Derek did reference this, and we've dealt with this in numerous episodes of this podcast. There are such a thing as micro decades and micro generations, mm-hmm. and it depends. Like as as the Patreon sponsor of this episode, Derek, you had more in mind the early '90s rather than the late '90s. Is that what I'm hearing from you? Yes, absolutely. Um, sadly, it is not just early '90s; it is all of '90s. And so, <laughs> I'm about to disappoint you three no. times over, and I'm going to give it to "Be My Lover" by Labouche. Um, I just think it is of the '90s dance tracks, and this is uh, there could have been any number of winners on this one. I'm going to be really honest with you; like, I, I could have seen yeah, at least four tight. or five of these songs taking it, sure. but this is certainly one of the ones that I could. So, um, Derek, I'm sorry; are you going to be overly disappointed? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> I mean, oh, okay. Well, let, let me let me say I have a lot more to say about Show Me Love, but I, I I know that I'm not going to sway you guys more. But I I just will say that Show Me Love has become a meme unto itself. It's a literal siren call for Gen X and elder millennials to have a mini dance party in their car. Um, it is also one of the only, if not the only, songs in all of these brackets that is certified gold. Huh. None of these other tracks have had that chart success. That's crazy to me. Okay, wait, but, 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 I've, I did a lot of research on the certification process and there are a ton, (laughs) a ton of these songs that were on this bracket that did not get recertified. So, yeah, no, but they didn't get recertified for the different gold, you know, silver, gold, platinum levels. So just to be fair, to be fair, so. Interesting. Be my That's lover very... was was gold in Austria, France, Germany, Norway, and the U.S. Correct. Okay, I stand corrected. Well, it's good to know. But anyway, we will be moving forward. <laughs> be my lover is our pick for the best '90s dance hit. Do you agree? Do you think we're way off beat? Tell us how you really feel by leaving a comment on this episode of GreatPopCultureDebate.com, or find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or Mastodon. While you're there, make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast so you can hear about what new debates are coming soon. Vote in open polls and even decide which topics we tackle next. If you really enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to like and rate the episode or the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen on. I want to say thank you to my panel. Like Robin S, you've got to show your love. And thank you for listening. If you loved what you heard, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where we get episodes a whole day early, as well as more exclusive content. We hope you have a good one. And remember, everyone is entitled to the wrong opinion. Derek, don't hurt me. (laughs) Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.